Ag State of Mind, episode 54. Welcome to Ag State of Mind, a podcast that examines the stresses affecting producers of agriculture and how to alleviate these stresses and improve farmers' lives. In this podcast, we discuss openly the mental health crisis that is occurring in the agricultural community and what we can do to help turn it around. Now here's your host, Jason Meadows. back to the Ag State of Mind podcast, a proud member of the Global Ag Network. I am your host, Jason Meadows, and today we are talking about money and how money is the cause of a lot of issues with stress, with fights within a marriage, within so many problems that we encounter, not just in agriculture, but in life in general. And my guest today has a mission to remedy that. Austin Black, he is the brains behind Freedom Financial Coaching. And we chat a little bit about how we change our relationship with money, how that can help us to have a happier life and have us to have a, 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 a not a stress-free life because I don't think that's obtainable, but a, stre- a life where stress uh, does not overcome us. Uh, I know from personal experience when I have a better grip on my fan- finances that life is much easier. Life is much easier to get a hold of. And when, so what Carrie and I do, Carrie and I sit down when we make our budget and we have a set of core values and we measure our budget items against those core values. And if that, if it's something that something we want to spend money on, and if if we sit down and we want to see if it's a good decision, We look at our core values, look at what this thing is that we want to spend money on. And if it is something that lines up with our core values, we do spend the money. But if it's not, we don't. And it makes a lot of things a lot easier. So we talk in detail with Austin today. It was a really, really great conversation. Uh, Before we get started, I do want to mention something that is coming up October 10th through the 16th. And that is Ag Mental Health Week. You can follow the hashtag across social media hashtag ag mental health week and it's been put together by some really great friends of mine and i'm so happy that they have chosen me to be an ambassador of this program and of this uh discussion that we're having online so across social media go and follow the hashtag ag mental health week and we're going to get some really great discussion and something that I'm really excited about because I think it's something, it's a really a global initiative. Um, So many of my friends from overseas, especially in the UK and Ireland, are putting this together and I I cannot thank them enough. Really excited for this. So go check out that hashtag this week on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, let us know what you think. Uh, Give us, shoot us a DM somewhere and uh, maybe maybe share your experience with ag mental health. Uh, It's greatly appreciated to hear all of those, all of the struggles, all of the wins. Um, coming together and just chatting about this makes us a much stronger community. So, all right, here is my episode with my friend Austin Black. All right, Austin, welcome to the Ag State of Mind podcast. How are you tonight, buddy? I am doing great. I'm glad to be on here, Jason. Yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, you, I always appreciate it when folks reach out to me and want to be on the podcast. Like, that's like, you know, when I started the podcast, I was like, man, that would be really cool. If somebody did that for me someday. Um, you know, they wanted to be, they reached out to me and then there's been several people now and it's like, wow, that's, I think that's like the, one of the 
biggest honors I can have is somebody to do that for me. So thank you for that. You bet. Glad to be part of it. Awesome, man. Well, tell us a little bit about your story. You know, you and I have gotten to know each other a little bit uh, through some phone calls and such, but kind of let everybody know what your background is and uh, where you've kind of come to be where you are today. And we'll, we'll, we'll kind of talk about what you're doing from there. Sure. So, you know, I grew up in the country on a farm, um, been a cattle producer for most of my life and have a very strong passion for the agriculture industry. And, you know, part of that that I have, have become so uh, in love with is the community, the people and, and the business of it. And there's one thing that, that we all kind of share a bond with, and that is, you know, supporting each other no matter what's going on, you know, no matter good, good times or bad, it's just, it's a great thing. So I was, I was fortunate enough to grow up within that community. And, you know, as I have kind of gone on in life, done some, done a few different things and have ended up being a, an entrepreneur running different things on my own accord. And uh, along the way, discovered the, the very important need for financial management you know, to, to accomplish your goals and your dreams. I remember uh, one night whenever I was, uh, I was still single at the time and I uh, went through my expenses and I wasn't budgeting at the time. And I realized, Hey, I'm spending more than I'm making. <laughs> yeah. And if I keep going down this route, you know, it's going to be going to be bad. So uh, in fact, that night I had to go to the grocery store to get some groceries and I felt so guilty walking through the aisle that night because I thought, I are really, I don't have, you know, the money to do this. I mean, not that I was going to go broke, but I, I was overspending. I didn't have uh -huh. the money to do that. Yeah. And I thought, wow, you know, th this, this is, can be serious. So that was kind of a, a, a turning point for me. I came back home and I started to, to look into financial management and budgeting. And I'd heard of Dave Ramsey at the time, but right. I wasn't, you know, real familiar with him. Yeah, but I got into his program, um, got a budget going, was able to to get back on track there, paid off what debt I had. And from there, my life really started to change. You know, I had, I had always seen <clears throat> how important it was to accomplish things in the agriculture industry took money. And, and that was was not, not a, a guess at all. But to do it in a sustainable manner was a whole different story. And as I began my financial journey, um, I learned uh, the importance of budgeting and of, of, you know, reducing your debt and investing. And since then, I've, you know, gone through Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University um, class a couple of times with my wife. I've actually led two classes. And uh, then this year, I became a uh, Ramsey Solutions financial coach. So I tell people that, you know, I help young adults and small business owners create a plan to accomplish their financial dreams through behavior management. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the big things that I love working with is people in the agriculture industry because wise money management can, can change your whole life. And I've been able to experience that firsthand. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping today we can, can talk about uh, financial management and, and wealth building and, and how it's, why it's so important in the agriculture community and share some insight into how we can alleviate the stress of money through, through wise financial management. So here's what, I mean, the things that keep popping into my mind is 
we so much talk like it's so tough like oh man it's hard to make a living farming a ranch and uh, you have to have been born into it you have, have to be a generational thing those are excuses um and i and i'm not no one to talk i mean i'm <laughs> i'm i'm third generation i much of what i have is passed down or shared with my dad so i i'm no one to you know point a finger or whatever say that be but but every situation is unique and every situation mm-hmm. offers its own challenges and you, you said something there that I think that really kind of hit me, and it's behavior management. You're talking about behavior management mm-hmm. in regards to money. And right. to me, that that's a huge part of a lot of the financial woes that we see within not just agriculture, but I mean, obviously we're talking about agriculture here, but within life in general is, is behavior modification. You know, what do I really need to be happy? Yeah. (laughs) And I think if we really sit down and think about those things, what do we need to be happy? What do we need to enjoy our lives? And we'll, we'll put it kind of bring it back full circle here. What do we need financially to make ourselves happy here on a farm? Well, is it, uh, is it a big $70,000 pickup truck? Probably not. No. <laughs> um, is it becoming, you know, is it having financial security, being financially secure mm-hmm. enough to not stress about the markets all the time and not uh, be able to take a vacation every once in a while? Yeah, I mean, probably. I mean, that, right. that's, there's some part of right. that. So, and I'm finding a lot of that to be a little more true in my life in the way we do things. So behavior modification and, you know, really sitting down and understanding what's important to you, where you spend your money is, is a big part. Absolutely. You know, financial achievement is 80% behavior and 20% knowledge. And I tell my clients that I can, can give you all the steps, all the tricks, tell you exactly what to do, give you, give you every tip that you ever need to achieve financial success. If you aren't willing to enact it and believe it and implement it, then nothing I tell you is going to change. And that, that goes back to what your mindset is because your mindset is one of the greatest dictating things that, that controls your whole life. Like you were saying, what do we think we actually need? What do we believe is important? What do we say that uh, we need to accomplish a job or to look good or to be happy? You know, so many people, uh, whether it's in agriculture or any other industry, any other business, we all have this sense of, I need to have certain things to be happy. That's just human nature. We can't get around that. That's just how we operate. So it is acknowledging that, but then also thinking, okay, I can be happy with this, but what is the best way to accomplish that that reduces my stress level, that sets up my family for long-term financial success, and that doesn't, doesn't take so much away from the here and now that I'm just miserable? Because we all want to maintain a healthy lifestyle. We all want to accomplish great things with our life. We want to leave a legacy and, and, and a lifestyle for our kids down the road. I mean, there are so many things that play into what we do here and now, and it's all dictated by our mindset, by our behavior, what we do right now can, can change our life 20 years from now in a good or bad way. And, uh, you know, you're, you're talking about sure. 
yeah you know how how we alleviate stress on markets and everything you know i'm we're not big producers we have a small head of, of cattle that we operate with but um early on i i committed myself to not taking out debt to buy cows so we actually we took our tax refund or sorry, let me back up a little bit farther. The very first cow that I bought out of college, I saved up cash flow, bought it from my dad. I took that cow then and all her calves, I used that money for operating to, to build the herd. Whenever we decided to expand the herd, we took our tax return and went out and, and bought cows. We bought I think three or four head of cows. And it was kind of interesting because the year after we did that was when the calf market went all scattered and just crazy and no one knew what was going to go on. You know, there was all speculation of it's just going to fall off the map and not going to be good. And of course, in that situation, you know, if you've got debt on cows, that market is so utterly important to you. I mean, you've got to bring in enough cash off those calves to pay the bank note. I turned to my wife and I said, that's why we buy cows with cash. I don't got to worry about what sure. that market oh, yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, But you have now, granted, you wanted to be a good market. We don't. That doesn't ever change. But the pressure and the stress and the burden of it was so much different. There's just there's zero. Like when you start to talk about dealing with markets, zero control. You have no control over that. But you do have control over yourself and how you manage your own right. finances, your own marketing. You know, take away the things, take control out of the market's hand and into your own. And by decreasing or eliminating debt, that's the number one. I mean, for me, that's a huge thing in in, in that, that, that kind of freedom and that kind of peace of mind that you can come from getting a grip on your finances. Yeah, for sure. And it's incredible what that does to your mindset. So tell me about your ideal target customer, target client, customer is not a good word. Client mm -hmm. is the, probably the word that you probably prefer. And what are the challenges you see coming up over and over with them, with new clients coming to you? So my target client is a young adult that's, we'll say 20 to 40 years old, <clears throat> single or married or a small business owner, because that's what I am. So I can relate to that person very well. I can understand them. I've been there. I've done that. I am doing that. I just, I sing so well with that type of person. And, you know, if that person is, is a, a producer or in the rural community, whether they're actually in production agriculture or not, that that's my tribe. You know, I love those people. So that's kind of, sure. of who I kind of tend to cater to and, and work with. And the biggest challenges really come down to, I'm, I'm going to use the mindset again, because that is what everything is based upon, in my opinion. Because people nowadays, we have been trained to believe that you have to have debt to farm, or you have to have debt to, to live, quite frankly. I mean, you cannot live without a credit score, if you ask most people. I will debate that and argue that and prove you wrong every single time. But that's what people just believe is you cannot live without those elements in your life. But if you think about it, our grandparents live without that. And our parents didn't do quite as good, but they, you know, they managed. We can do the same thing. We just are in a society now that is like, I want it here and I want it now. And I, I just want it. Yep. 
Yep. And I'm as guilty as the next person. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we, we come up with something well, and we want to go buy it. So am I. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I mean, that's human nature. Absolutely. Is instant gratification. Like we, we are one that, I mean, and these companies and these companies play on that. They're smart. They're smart. They know that we, what we want. They know our desires. They know what is like, what feeds us. And um, so, I mean, I don't blame them. They're just out there to make money. But again, mindset, behavior modification, big parts mm -hmm. of this. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and your point is right on. These companies, they aren't big companies because they don't know how to sell the products. You know, they know exactly how to right. hit us, target us. And it's funny, you know, my other business is a marketing agency. So I study marketing every single day. And you can see <laughs> what's going on. And what's funny is you still fall into it because they do such a good job of it. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. <laughs> like, I didn't even know I needed a new truck until they told me. Right. But, you know, it's so interesting because it, if we focus on behavior management, then we know what we're doing, where we're going, and how we're going to get there. And we are committed to making that happen. So no matter what pops up in front of us, we have a mission, a goal, and a drive, and nothing's going to take us away from that. So when that advertisement pops up, or that new truck comes on the market, or we say, hey, I can go get these cows at a good deal. Uh, is that going to affect your plan? Is that going to affect your goal and your mission? Is that going to drive you off the map because it costs 50000 more than you actually have in the bank account? Okay, let's think back to how can we do this without putting ourselves under the ground. And I see so many people <clears throat> that all they can see is we need this to operate. And I get that to an extent. Agriculture is a very capital intensive endeavor. And, you know, you and I can both testify that sometimes if you don't fall into it, you aren't going to get it. I mean, that's just the way it is. But we still have to keep in mind how do we do this in a smart way? maybe in a slower way, but in a way that's not going to disrupt our lifestyle, our family, our stress, our mental health, our legacy. Because like I said before, the decisions we make today are going to impact our family 20 years later, depending upon if it's right or wrong. Right. We've dealt with finances in a little bit, in a couple of episodes, really in depth. Uh, number two episode, Mary Jo Ehrman. And then again, later on down the road, um, I can't remember the number of episodes, but it was Michelle Patton, um, where we talk about finances. And I'll tell you, so many fights among farm families, and not among farm, just farm families, families in general. I mean, I'm willing to bet two out of three are about money. And two out of and think about the stress that that brings to a to a father or a mother to whomever it may be, and even even on down to the kids. And if you can minimize that, how much better is that for your overall health? I mean, it's just it, it's it's amazing to really sit and think about that. Absolutely, and even if we take a step back further from not even just farming, ranching, agriculture. But marriage in general, money fights and money problems are the number one leading cause of divorce today. So if we could just yep. change that right there, imagine what that could do to our life, to our community, to our family. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> to the, I mean, you go as big as you want to the country. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, for real. I, and 
And again, you just so much of it is just about changing your mindset, changing your relationship with money. You know, Carrie and I have this is something we do. We sit down when we make a budget or um, when we make any sort of spending plan. We have four core values where we spent like where we want that money to go it's we like to travel um we like to explore one another's passions hers for fitness and exercise mine for agriculture and podcasting family and then spending it on date nights those are the things that we focus our money mm-hmm. on and and obviously giving giving goes but giving is we've already put our tithing into our, always into our budget. But I think when we started thinking about that, thinking about where, what's important to us and making sure like, well, hey, does this serve that or does this not serve that? And it makes the decisions a heck of a lot easier. (laughs) Definitely. It is funny because I don't remember if it's Dave Ramsey or someone else. It might be someone else has made the comment that if you want to know what a person values the most, you look at their at their checkbook, and you, and you will find out yeah. what matters the most. Or you look at their checkbook and where they spend their time. That that is where you find out, you know, what matters the most to them. And you know, I, we're, we're just like you guys. I mean, we we have a monthly budget we go through every time. Um, we have a budget for our farm. We have a budget for my business. We have a budget for our household. So it drives me. I'm like just so scatterbrained every month whenever I'm balancing accounts and budgets because there's so much going on, (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's advantageous to our long-term financial success to do that. And, you know, we, we're the same way, you know, we have certain areas that, that we are so focused on. Tithing is always number one. Retirement becomes number two. And after that, then we're focused on getting out of debt and saving for, you know, making upgrades in vehicles, or, you know, saving for our, our kids' college or making um, upgrades in our farming operation. You know, that's kind of where we see long-term success for our family. And by knowing what our yeses are, then we determine what our no's are. And people always get so worked up about budgeting. Like, okay, well, I can't spend any money. I'm so constrained. I'm so tight. And I always say, you're looking at it the wrong way. A budget is not a restriction. It's permission. You're saying I can spend this mm, money mm. on this area and not have to worry about it. Now, granted, if something doesn't fall into the area, then you got to say no, but you're budgeting what's important and what matters and what's going to give you long-term success in your life, in your business, in your marriage. So by creating that plan, you get to say yes to what's important to you and not have to worry about it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I love that. I, I, I love, again, we, we keep saying this, but the change in mindset, the shift in mindset, because that's about so much about, and Carrie and I deal with this a lot. We talk about this a lot of mindset around everything. It can just change your entire perspective um, because it, like you say, when you sit down, you have a budget and you're like, oh, this is so restrictive. You're put inside this box. and Nah, man, you're looking at it all wrong. Uh, you are, like you say, you're giving yourself permission to spend money on this and we all, I mean, we all make different amounts of money, but we all do make money and we all have the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. We get to decide 
what we spend that on and what we spend our time, what we spend our money. And we're, I mean, obviously some have more money than others, but again, we can all allocate each of that and becoming intentional with how you spend your money as well Right, uh, is a big part. So many, we could talk about the, all these things all night long, I think. <laughs> and, um, but it basically comes down to knowing what's important to you. Definitely. And I think that really is the core of this conversation when it comes to farming, ranching, agriculture industry. You've got to know what's important to your operation to make money, to be profitable, to operate and, and to leave, you know, leave the operation or, or head the operation in the direction you want to go. You have to have a plan for that. And once you have a plan for that, then you determine what's it going to take to get there. And then you determine, then that helps you decide what do I get to say yes and no to? Like you were saying earlier, do I get to say yes to a $70,000 truck or is that not really on the docket? Because actually I need to save up the money so I can go pay for my seed, my chemical and my feed this year and not have to have finance for the next year and hope that the market turns around. And again, every operation is different. Every situation is different. Bigger producers have different struggles than smaller producers. That's the dynamic complexity of this whole concept when it comes to farming and ranching. As a smaller producer, I have more flexibility, but I believe the concepts apply to anybody, whether you're large, small, every company that's profitable has a budget. Every company that's profitable runs on right. profit and loss. You never get around that. Now, do some companies have more debt than others? <clears throat> yes. And, and that's something that has, can be a completely different conversation when it comes to business. But from a, a mental health, stress level, financial management standpoint, we've got to think about our families. We've got to think about ourselves, about our family, farm, sure. operation. And what, what do we get to say yes to? And what do we need to say no to? And be smart with how we are planning, managing, forecasting. It's hard to do. But if you start today, you're one step ahead of most. Sure. So I got to ask the question, and I, you've you've answered this for yourself personally, but in the people you talk to, and in, in your personal opinion, is there ever a good time for debt? It's a trick question. <laughs> I I am going because you know people are going to ask it. I think it's on people's I think minds. It's a, it's a very very good question, and and my answer honestly is yes and no. Depends, right? It, like it does. so many. It does. Answers. Yes. Yeah, I know. Um, I agree. I totally agree. Because, you know, there, there are some things, you know, land, for example. I mean, you are very seldom going to be able to go out and buy land with cash. Is it possible? Absolutely. Is it going to happen? It's possible. Not very often, unless you plan 20 years down the road. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. We can't get around that. But there's land, there's got to be a lot a lot of things come into place all at once, and yes. you know, giving it to the a piece of land that works for you. But anyway, continue. Right. The thing about it, though, land is an appreciable asset. It naturally grows in value, so it's a good investment. And if you can afford to pay it off as quickly as possible, less than twenty years. Okay, you know, if, if it makes sense, that, that that's not a bad investment. $70,000 truck, I am never, ever, ever under any circumstances, tax-related or not, 
going to advise someone to go into debt on a brand new depreciable asset that's going to drop its value halfway in four years or less. No, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> right. Well, you and I are on this. You and I are on the same page with this, and I, 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 I can appreciate <clears throat> that because. When you are dealing with agriculture, I, I think like you talk about, you talk about land. My dad always said land is the best investment you can make. And I asked why, dad? He says, because they don't make any more of it. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's a finite resource. There is only so much land and in, even in the, in the area where you want to get land, you know, in this, however big your radius is, it's you know, it's a small, so something comes up and you can make the wise investment choice and it's not over market price and you can make a plan to pay for it in X amount of years. Like you say, 20, I like that number too, less than 20 years. Do it. I mean, I feel like, I mean, if it makes sense for you now, again, am I going to go buy a, if am I going to go, but, but, but what about, what if they have 0% financing? Well, Still, it's a depreciable <laughs> asset. I mean, you know, a lot of this stuff, and I, I don't mean to make fun of anybody, but like it's it's real human nature. And I've been victim to this myself. Like, oh, it's 0%. Well, do you 0% on something you don't really need? I mean, is that really that good of a deal? No, I mean, I don't think so. So again, it comes back to do the things that make sense for you and your family now and in the future. Right. And yeah, I hear that 0% financing all the time. I mean, so my, my wife works in, in crop protection and she's been a seed salesman before. So, you know, she has dealt with having those programs that she can offer to producers. She comes from a farming operation. That, that's, you know, just a run of the mill offer in farming. And can you argue for it? Sure, you can argue to have, you know, no payments for a whole year and just, you know, buy it on this 0% financing credit and be good and fine. And yeah, you can argue for that if you want. But if you think about your actual, again, behavior and mindset, you're still in debt if you're doing that. And the question is, do you want right. to operate sure. in debt or not? Me, I am not going to take a 0% financing option on anything because I do not like the idea of owing money on anything. And I advise my clients the same thing. As soon as you owe somebody something, you are now a slave to them. And if something happens and you can't pay that back, what are you going to do? I don't care if there's any interest tied to it or not. Right. You owe that money. Doesn't matter. Still owe exactly. the money. Right. Mm -hmm. So 0% financing aside, if you cannot afford it, you shouldn't buy it. If you don't have the money to make the payments, mm -hmm. You can't afford it. I don't care what anybody thinks. I, there, there's not going to be a big market rise. We're not going to get a big inheritance. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> Another thing you said that I always. Um, so, are you familiar with uh, with the ranching for profit schools? Somewhat. Yeah. Well, I had Dave Pratt episode sixteen, and him and I, right before I talked to him, he was on the Working Cows podcast, and he talked about uh, monuments to tax evasion, where we go buy, we go spend these seventy thousand. We we're coming back to that again, seventy thousand dollars on a pickup truck to avoid taxes for this year, and you know, he always says you should aspire to have tax problems because that means you're making a profit. You know what I mean? So like, exactly. 
again, yep. it comes down to that where I mean, we say we've said it two dozen times, maybe during this podcast, but it comes back to mindset. Like what really matters? Does it really matter that you're paying? I mean, obviously no one wants to pay money to the government, right? Like that doesn't, right. Nobody, we would rather, um, but like <laughs> if you, if you are going to s- avoid taxes on something, make it a, something that's makes sense, not a $70,000 pickup truck. You know, I mean, it just, uh, some of the stuff, like it just, we need to change the way we think around a lot of things. And, in, and, in, oh, yeah, in and, turn, and I can, we're going to be happier. Definitely. Well, and, and you can look at that from a couple different angles. One, you can make the investment, like you said, something that's going to generate enjoyment, happiness, fulfillment for you here. And now you've worked hard. You have, have, made money you have done it with limited debt okay let's take a little bit of money and let's go on a vacation with our family let's have some fun let's enjoy time a little bit let's maybe i don't know, just go do something for yourself if you know if, if you have the the money to do that and you're not having to make debt payments or or you don't have you got the extra cool mm-hmm. go do it but the other thing we can look at is instead of going out and buying a depreciable asset or something we don't really need can we make an upgrade to equipment in a small manner? Can we make upgrades to facilities? Can we invest in better genetics? Can we consider investing in actual retirement, an actual retirement account that's going to be there in addition to our land? And that's, that's an entirely different conversation too that people don't realize you don't have to just rely upon your farm to be your retirement and be your asset. You can invest in other areas as well. So there are, there are different ways to accomplish, you know, tax problems, we'll call them, by making money. You just got to be smart about it. Think about what's Mm going to actually move me and my family down the road farther and debt and depreciable assets is never the answer. Right. So we, you, you hit on something here and it's just a little anecdote that I have here and, um, uh, we, a couple years ago, we bought a, we bought a gator and it, it was okay. It was never something I really liked it that much, but we finally, we, we traded in and got a better one. It wasn't a new one, but it was, it was a used one, but it was a better one. And I drive around in it and it makes me happy. Like I, I, it's weird because I'm not one to have material things make me happy but this thing makes me happy and mm-hmm. that's how i know it was a good investment is it makes me happy right. like we if we can only like really think about what would truly make us happy <laughs> and make us put a smile on our face and make us in a better mood make us a better person then yeah those are those are things that we should spend our money on All right yeah it's funny that you mentioned that i'm gonna kind of do a little bit of conflict of talking here, but it'll make sense in the end. <clears throat> so we, we talked about not going out and, and buying new vehicles or not buying vehicles with debt. Well, I've got a truck sitting in my driveway <clears throat> and uh, I upgraded from a half ton to a three quarter ton this last year. And um, you know, we had our, our child, she's almost two years old. And I was like, I need a four door and I need a bigger truck for the farm. So I need to do an upgrade. Well, we, we have been saving money for several years. And we finally had enough saved up to where I felt like I could go out and buy a decent truck, you know, for cash money. So long story short, we went out and we ended up buying a 2001 <clears throat> F-250 four-door 7.3 diesel. 
I have talked to people like, okay, you don't really need a diesel. And I knew I didn't really need a diesel. You know, we don't have a big farm. I don't, I'm not going to do a lot of pulling, a lot of hauling. The country boy in me really wanted a diesel. That's just, mm-hmm. I will not deny that. <laughs> sure. But the fun thing was we were able to go and we negotiated the purchase of that truck in cash, drove it home. And I love that truck. Now people are going to say, well, you went out and you bought a 20 year old truck. You know, that, why'd you do that? Well, let's be honest. I've already put a new transmission in and I've already spent probably $500 in repairs on it because it's an older truck and that's sure. what happens. But guess what? I don't owe a dime on it. It's right. going to last yep. another 300,000 miles. It does the job I needed to. And I like it. I'm happy when mm-hmm. I drive that truck. I like that diesel purr. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. No, man. I get it. Yeah. No, it's it's funny that we kind of swapped stories there on that because it was two things like I pro- again, I pro- I could have went and got a new gate, a new side by side for zero percent financing, but I would have paid maybe 10 grand more. You know what I mean? And yep. It wouldn't have made me a single bit happier. You know what? It might have made me sadder because I probably would have ran it into a ditch and put a dent in it or something. And, <laughs> you know, then I'd have been sad. So, like, yeah, this right. one that had had a, had a few dings in it. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, I mean, that'll get that the first day. So it it's just, you know, changing your mindset and not letting anybody else tell you what you do or don't need. You get to de- oh yeah you get to de- decide that for yourself. That's what's the beauty part about all yeah. this is nobody gets to tell us what we want to do with ourselves. Uh, we can you know a lot of times pe- that creeps into our mind and uh, other people's expectations. We let them take control of us sometimes. But if we really get down to it, nobody's in control of our own being and doing than us. Absolutely. Yeah. You, the three things you're in control of are your action, your reaction, and your mindset. And that will dictate everything that you do. And, you know, we look at saying yes or no and, and having control of those things. I think back to um, a gentleman I know real well, he's in his sixties now. He farmed for many years <clears throat> and he, he operated, I mean, he didn't operate, but he used debt to start his farming operation. After he was farming, he went on to be a store manager for, um, for MFA Incorporated. And then he retired from there. He went back to the farm and uh, he kept operating until he uh, moved to town. But the interesting thing was, so this is, you know, 2020. Uh, he'd been farming for many, many years, but he had been doing it debt free since 1997. So that's, you know, uh, my math's failing me, but a long time ago. <laughs> 23 years ago, yeah. And the, the really cool thing about it, I've been to his place. He had a gorgeous custom-built house on a beautiful 700 acres. He had a camper, a boat, a classic truck. He actually traveled quite a bit. He had a hired hand that was on his, his operation that kind of did stuff for him. He went and he bought gators and trucks and whatever he wanted to buy. He went and bought it, paid for it in cash, bought it brand new because he could, because he was a millionaire, mm-hmm. but he was a farmer. He was a rancher. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it can be done. It can be done. We just got to be patience, smart about how we do it. Patience, planning, a little bit of right place at the right time. It can happen. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It can happen. It's it's not impossible. It's not impossible. It's right. it's hard. It's not right. Uh, you know, the, the odds aren't great, but it can happen. It sure can happen. And the best part about what I get to do is, you know, whenever I'm helping people and, and they, if that clicks for them, they actually, they can live life without debt. They can, can live life without that stress, without that barrier, without that hurdle. All of a sudden a door pops open and they see everything differently and they get excited and they get passionate and you just see their whole life changes right mm -hmm. then and there. And to be able to be a part of that and help walk them through that process yeah. of how they accomplish those goals. Yeah, that's got to uh, be you, cool. I don't care what you do. That just pays for itself right there. Right. Yeah, man. No, that's I, I totally agree. That's awesome. Well, man, I want to be respectful. I know you've got you've got a wife who has a child soon and the another one there that's that's uh so i know you're a busy man so i appreciate you taking the time and reaching out to me like you have um where can people find if they want to get in touch with you how do they find you and and inquire about the the services you provide you bet so uh my business is called freedom financial coaching and you can find me on facebook or you can also go to freedommoneycoach.com, I think it is, maybe .org, which right now that is just a blog, um, but I have links mm -hmm. on there to get a hold of me, to visit further. Um, so those are the two places where you can, can connect with me right now. Awesome. We'll, 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 we'll make a, we'll make a post of our own. We'll link that in the show notes to where they can find you in all places. Man, this has been really cool. Like I love talking. I love talking about money. It's something I have battled with uh, over the last, I mean, since I've been making money, I guess, uh, try, <laughs> trying to make sure I have a good relationship with it. And you know, I think it's this is really something, a different perspective, a new perspective that I think folks are going to be able to take away a lot from in treating, making ourselves, keeping ourselves happy. Um, in regards to money. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a complex and lengthy topic, but it's something that uh, we can condense down to. Don't be stupid with your money. <laughs> don't be stupid with your money. Yeah. Easier said than done. It's, and it's like a lot of things. It's not, <clears throat> oh, what's to say? It's simple, but it's, but it's, it's difficult. Right. And uh, I, you know, I, so, I, I live by the mantra that, that Dave Ramsey has. I think it is so true and so prevalent in life. And it's live, in, live like no one else. So later you can live and give like no one else. If you sacrifice yeah. now, oh man, your life is going to be way better off. And more importantly, your family yeah. and kids are going to be way better off. For sure. Well, man, I really appreciate the time here tonight. Look forward to being able to connect with you further down the road. Hopefully if things get back to normal, we can catch each other somewhere and uh, we'll, we can hang out. Definitely. That sounds great. I really enjoyed it being on the podcast, Jason. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag State of Mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.